St. Louis. And welcome back to St. Louis Live. Nice pick on the Japan Droids, Trav. It's a great new album. Man, who doesn't love the Japan Droids? I go out to O'Fallon, Missouri, and that's all they talk about. Japan Droids this, Japan Droids that. I love this band. They're just so, man, musically sound. Gotta love it. Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, and as Rafe Williams told you on the returns, sometimes Michael Gaines. Uh, he writes a check from time to time when we squeeze him into the logo. That's uh, that's what's happening. Uh, hey, on the text line, the uh, WCG, you guys hear that Bayheim isn't retiring after this season. That's from Jimmy oh. B's. Jimmy B's ball boy gangster. I don't care. Don't stop bringing Syracuse news into this show. And I know who well, you're it an is. official Syracuse I, reporter. I know who it is who keeps sending in that Syracuse crap and get over it. Jim Beheim overrated. Give me a freaking break. So he's a coward. He is. He is. I'm afraid to go to Greensboro, North Carolina, because the hotels are only four star. Well, I was just going to go with because he plays zone, but that yeah, and that too. too. And also, I think he's the reason why Carmelo Anthony is messed up in the head. Well, we'll have uh, that discussion and more uh, throughout the show. If you missed the first hour, <laughs> the podcast will be up shortly. You can stream that. You can go to the TuneIn app. It's available there. iTunes, Android Store. I know Podcast Republic carries uh, the old the old We Are Live feed. So St. Louis Live here. The first hour had a great first hour. You can download that online. And hey, we got an, uh, a website upgrade coming. That's exciting. Mm, nothing better than man, you know, Bruce Landau. Shout out, nice. You know, we, you know, old girl's been good to us, but uh, she needs an upgrade. You know what she, I'm saying? She got a little extra rude. She got to get a. She kind of get a saggy. She kind of get. Let a, me upgrade her, her skin, getting kind of wrinkly. So we figured we'd go ahead and put a little bit of Botox on that website to make it look nice. Why do you think women enjoy Botox? Because you know that is sexist, Chris. I apologize. There are a lot of men who do Botox. Yeah, there's a lot of Jonathan people Kite, Adam Carolla. Let's <laughs> see what That's the doing. name of couple there. They baby do. face. <laughs> Why do you think they call him baby face? Good point. Not bad at all. Black does crack. Thanks, Botox. Jonathan Kite, that made up friend of yours. <laughs> he's have... on a successful sitcom on CBS. We are yeah, friends with oh, real people. I know he's a person. I don't believe he's your friend. <laughs> we went to Chicago and hung out with him and his family. Uh-huh. Yeah, you saw. We were on a you party bus with him to them. a show that he was at in Chicago and got a picture after. I understand. <laughs> hey, um, I, I'm, can I can uh, can I jump to what you're doing early? Can I go early on that? Should I say that? I don't know. You tell me, Peyton. Yeah, no. What you do? <laughs> you what know you what? Do? I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. That's the, the I, one we recorded here. I just, there, actually, there's two versions of it. Actually, I, I'm te- you are such a diva. I am testing. You have two versions. I'm, t- I'm kidding. I'm testing Peyton's skill. Seeing where he is, I was seeing if he was ready to have what you're doing you later. Can, you can and jump the, into it. And, and the bottom of the hour. Oh, my gosh. Now, oh, now we're not going to let you do that. Oh, hour. come on. By the way, if you are currently at Fairway Automotive, please tell me what coffee you're drinking. <laughs> we need to know. Send any picture right now. But, no, I wanted to actually get into what Chris brought up last hour as part of his most valuable topic. And what was that again, Mr. Denman? Uh, basically, just the phenomenon of, uh, well, Fire Festival is uh, something that Travis would have aspired to attend. <laughs> what is Fire Festival for those who uh, maybe uh, don't follow things online it, like normal human beings? <laughs> it was supposed to be this posh, elegant um, Mm, exclusive kind of exclusive island featuring private jets and uh yachts elite accommodations um basically just like a music festival for the one percent caucasiary meets douchebaggery sounds about right yeah are we going you really like this uh caucasian i'm I'm making it a thing because it is a thing i think it should be a t-shirt it already is like it well caucasiary i'm I'm down we need a a bigger t-shirt budget we got so many good ideas (laughs) the caucasiary in america is killing us that's exactly right. Uh, so Fire Festival was uh, partially put on by Ja Rule. And- well, what would I be with up and Ja Rule? Because when you think I'm going to put together an elite 1% music festival, Ja Rule, immediately, right? Easily. Well, I mean, you think uh, integrity, <laughs> long-lasting, uh, staying power? That's who you think of. A guy that was on a label that was started by a drug dealer and a guy who went to jail for tax evasion. Murder, Inc. Yeah, there it is. Tax evasion, a weird thing. <laughs> Especially when you're a rapper. Man. We see your money on your neck. We know you have it. <laughs> we see it. It's in your music videos. We know you got it. It's just like, I don't want to do it. Uh, it, it. Essentially, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because when you're rich, like the IRS is like, man, just 
hey, get around to it within the next uh, 12 to 24 months, please. So they, they give you a lot of leeway when you have a ton of money. But Ja Rule was running this festival, or was one of the co-runners. He was, and it just turned into an absolute mess. I mean, <laughs> my favorite, I mean, it's terrible that happened. I'm, I'm glad no one perished. But people showed up. <laughs> The, the concierge <laughs> words like concierge being used just tell you like oh boy you're in for some trouble uh to this private island you had all these issues come up the concierge was no more than uh, a couple two by fours um with a napkin that wrote concierge across it travis yourself myself and maybe Gaines wouldn't have thought much of it be like oh that's uh that's what happens this uh, this we can get through this. I've camped. I've fished before. We can make this work. But no, this is the elite of the elite, or at least people that act as if they're elite. And they basically were lampooned some people for up to a week, lacking food, lacking water. They had like cheese sandwiches. But these are also people who are expecting to come and eat um, like dodo bird. For right, their, people uh, spent up to what, close to twelve thousand dollars for these. I mean, accommodation big time. And then it just from the get go absolute just madness with how everything was playing out but then so there's fallout so there's noticeable fallout right this is a huge story it's funny you can pick on people that are maybe not used to being picked on you had bands like um blink 182 that's in your hall of fame say "Uh -uh, we're not coming due to unforeseen circumstances which turns out they weren't paid so you have all of these issues popping up so naturally in the united states what's going to happen Lawsuits, probably, right? When you're dealing with especially there are, these kind of people. There are presently six lawsuits as of right now that are going against uh, the organizers, Billy McFarland and Jeffrey Atkins, a.k.a. Ja Rule. So <laughs> when this happened... Um, oh, I get the jaw now. Ah, it took me like 20 years, but I get the jaw now. Jeffrey Atkins, the J.A. His, uh... <laughs> Development, breaking news. <laughs> Jeffrey Atkins rule. <laughs> really <laughs> damn is... good. Thank you, Peyton. Appreciate it. That is great. Ah, I like didn't even realize that. It was right there the entire time. So from Billboard, and then this will get to my uh, final point, but uh, breaking down, we've got six lawsuits so far, uh, and Mark Garrigus is involved. If he's involved, you're in trouble. The disastrous fallout has led to six lawsuits, and I believe the one with Mark Garagos has been proposed million to a $100 million dollar class action lawsuit. On behalf of Daniel Jung. How do you feel about that, Trav? Uh, I'm happy Lack of adequate food, water, shelter, and medical care created a dangerous and panicked situation among attendees. What do you think about that? It's, it's one of those where it's, it's kind of a duh moment, where it's like, you didn't have to put this on. You got greedy, and you got stupid, and someone really dropped the ball, and you're lucky nobody died. No. Not that this was super peril, but at the same time... Anything could have happened. An you, in a regular well-ran festival, something right. could happen. Absolutely. But with all this happening, whew, this is rough. But some of the fallout I wanted to look into was the influencer side of things. And by influencers, you mean people Your who are... Your uh, the Kylie Jenners of the world. The, the social media celebrities of massive, the world. Massive, massive followings. Uh, Federal Trade Commission, recent letter to celebrities, social media influencers regarding paid advertisements, sponsorships and partnerships was sent out, and it's for mainly Instagram and Snapchat. According to the FTC, if there's a material connection between the endorser and an advertiser, in other words, a connection that might affect the weight or credibility that consumers give the endorsement, that connection should be clearly and conspicuously disclosed. So you had celebrities talking about this leading up to it, most notably you would say a Kylie Jenner because of the uh, online following. Um, I heard Mark Garriga saying he may go after them as well because they're not properly stating that. That, to me, is, man, that's scary if you've been getting easy, easy money, right? I think one of the bigger reasons, and again, Mark Garriga is one of the best legal minds, one of the best attorneys in America. Defendant Scott Peterson. It, yeah. And Winona Ryder, and yeah, no, he's stuffing that up with it. No, he is a big time celebrity Hollywood lawyer, the best probably in the business. Chris Brown, and a, yes, Chris Brown, and he is also very good podcast with our good friend Ace Man Adam Carolla. But he, the FTC, has warned the Kardashians before about this, and now business is picking up, 
after this fire festival festival uh, fiasco. And the reason being is, again, as Chris pointed out, these folks will go on social media like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and promote these events or promote these particular products without it being designated as sponsored content. And so, therefore, the FTC believes it is indeed misleading to consumers. And because of that, uh, they're starting to crack down on the Kardashian type of posts where, you know, they're on the beach or they're on a yacht or a private plane and they're eating Popeye's chicken or they're uh, drinking something from Smoothie King. Like they're starting to crack down because it is misleading to consumers, especially when it's not designated as sponsored do you, material. Do you feel like uh, you're part of uh, the captive audience? Could you be influenced by uh, a LeBron James Absolutely. update? No doubt about it. If LeBron James... <laughs> Of did a Twitter post about a particular product, a T-shirt, a shoe. I better go uh, check that out. I will probably check that out. Absolutely. I mean, not to say. And again, if it's sponsored content, at least I recognize that. But if like there are a lot of, and I understand why the FTC is doing it because there are a lot of under the table things celebrities are given, and they know their influence on social media, and it makes sense that they regulate that, especially when yeah, I get it. you, you get have it. the Kardashians who, <laughs> oh, absolutely, especially when you have the Kardashians between the Jenners, Kardashian, if you even want to throw in Kanye West, you're looking at close to 45 to 50 million followers, and then some Fox Sports on actually, Twitter alone. Fox Sports just did a story about this a year ago, so it's probably worth even more. A single tweet from LeBron James is worth $165,000 to brands. That's massive. So I can understand why the FTC would want to crack down on that. That makes a ton of sense, especially when you have something like the Fire Festival, where you had a bunch of these celebrities selling this idea, this image of what this festival is going to be. <laughs> and then you have people this- shell out $12,000 for the event, and you show up, and they can't even serve you hot dog with a bun. So I can understand why people it's would meat. be ticked off about that. I love meat. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Cut- clip that as no, well. Wait. Oh, no, that oh, was the clip. That was good. That I was the clip, though. I thought again. it was Gaines. So I was like, damn, Gaines, you damn hungry right now. How about you relax? So I'm not surprised that they're finally cracking down on this. Uh, to, to think that people trusted Ja Rule, one, to run your music festival, and two, who's paying twelve grand to see Blink-182? <laughs> like, I feel not like that's I. something you would do as soon as you win the lottery. No. I was like, you know no, what no, no, I no. want for uh, Country Days? Blink-182? <laughs> I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get them to come down to Farmington. Ja Rule's, respons- ja Rule's response to the pending lawsuits. What? <laughs> I think they buried the lead. I didn't realize that's what the Ja stood for this entire time. I had no clue. Hey, 20 years listening to Ja Rule music, which is a punishment on myself. That's what I deserve for listening to all Ja Rule music. Ja was in his name the entire time. Never did. Did you know that? I absolutely didn't, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Don't leave me out on the ledge." I didn't know it, but I'm disappointed you didn't. So, well, that's just how I roll. Is that racist as hell, Chris? What's your favorite Ja Rule song, Travis? What would I be without my baby? What would I be without you? I think that's mine. And uh, Gaines between me and you, of course, because Ashanti the, was on. Yeah, it. the one he does with Ashanti. That's a very nice track. That's a very good song. What is go your favorite? Living it up. Ooh, yeah, living it up. Say what? I do. Never want to want to it up today. Yeah. I think, I think of all the celebrity impressions that I have mastered over the you 18 months really on the radio good. airwaves. My Ja Rule is as good as anything. Is it better than my, is it better than my Bane? Maybe if Ja Rule was Bane. I give it to the people. <laughs> hey, something we haven't uh, hit on today. Hey, guys, I just wanted to see if you were hiring. I have an extensive background reading and sifting through emails and could really help your fare or foul segment. There we go. That's not bad. You're getting Respectfully, there. James Comey. <laughs> it's from T.A. the DJ. That was a James Comey. Uh, <laughs> didn't realize uh, after not having a job, the first thing he would do is Texting to St. Louis Live. Who, well, who knew? St. Louis Live is a movement, as Jay-Z has said. Uh, James Comey's no longer F- FBI director, by the way. <laughs> poor guy. What a poor way to be fired. Did you see how he got fired? Yeah, he was in a meeting. He was in a meeting with other FBI agents. And it was on on the TV in the background. <laughs> and was... they were like, hey, dude, you're being fired. And he's like, ha cool prank. Nope. <laughs> then he was ushered into a private room where he was 
debriefed. Yep. Look, the reason why I'm laughing, because that's generally how black people are fired. <laughs> like, we don't ever know until the last minute until, like, security shows up. Hey, sir, just pack your stuff and put it in a box. James Comey got treated like a brother yesterday. That's messed up. <laughs> I worked at a company. <laughs> I worked at a company that a lot of people in St. Louis, uh, I think they probably have, like, 100 employees. And I was in sales. I never, I never met the Reaper. I always had good numbers. But <laughs> there was a streak for about two months. Every Friday, HR, poor old HR guy Ooh, comes lumbering down no. Friday at about, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. I can't remember which way it but was. But you had my, my ass coming to work that damn early for you to fire me before lunch? <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, we joked about it at first. And look at the sales in the sales group, ah, hey, hey, better get your numbers up. Uh, no, it became a thing for about two months every Friday. Somebody. Damn, and they were they dead were, man walking, and they weren't like open about it. Either. They were like, get them, throw the stuff in a box, usher them out immediately. We're like, whoa, guess, uh, <laughs> somebody guess just... <laughs> I just picked up some new prospects. <laughs> so just someone comes along from HR, puts a black hood over their head, oh. throws them in the back of a van, and escorts them off the property. Essentially, essentially, and. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Danger says, too soon, DJ, too soon. <laughs> James Comey, that was so poor guy. And then, in typical L.A. fashion, they followed the car that James Comey was in. To, from Viet- the rhino's nest, Yes, uh, Trump's head of security handed him an envelope. Handed him, and I think he actually handed them an envelope. Did they hand it to the FBI headquarters? No, yeah, they went down the street from the White they House. They just went down the street. Mm-hmm. So he was in L.A. He, yeah, he was in L.A., so they didn't even pick up the phone and be like, yo, bro. Uh, step into a private office while you're there at the FBI well, offices in L.A. Because I think I would rather be fired before lunch and just go home and, like, nap. Be, <laughs> well, like, you go, put it in a full now, day. Then you go, you go. And, and he lives at, that was all the way across the country. So now he has to. Well, no, he, so he was in, he flew from Washington, D.C. down to Florida to talk to police officers in Florida in the morning. Right. In like, a event, I guess. He probably does that all often sure. around the nation. Then flew to LA to meet with I think new employees of the FBI in uh, in an LA office and that's when in that meeting when he found out. That is I don't know what message that sends, but man oh man, I think if you're a new recruit to the FBI, you're like, "Oh, so this job is serious." Okay. Cuz my boss literally was just fired in my orientation on TV. Well, the way they detailed it, it, w- it was pretty funny. Like, the TV was on in the back. The scroller comes on that Comey has been fired, and people are trying to tell him. He left. Then he his private, like, assistants or whatever came out, whispered in his ear. He shook the hands of who he was meeting with and then walked into <laughs> a side room where they debriefed him on what Chris, happened. Chris, you be, Chris, Gaines, you be my aide. Chris, you be one of the new FBI agents in the L.A. field office. I'll be James Comey. I'm talking to you guys, all right? You guys okay. ready for this? Let's hey, go ahead. Happy to be here, sir. Welcome to L.A. Hey, guys, I'm happy to be here. This is great. Look, you joined the FBI. Congratulations. You're one of the top cops in the nation. We are going to crack down on crime in this country. Do you foresee yourself uh, doing this over the term? Man, of, you know uh, what? Mr. I am, Trump's, uh, I am here long Trump's term. You know what? I have survived several your administrations. Flies, flies down. Oh, thank you, young man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you looking out for me. I'm glad that we are all a part of the team. I'm happy to be here, and I see myself here for the future. What is that on the TV? Uh, what is what is sir? Sir, uh, ah, you guys, are, you got me. You got, you got old Jimmy boy, Mr. Sir. Comey, Mr. Comey. Sir. Hmm? You've uh, been you've been fired. <laughs> no, oh. Mr. Comey, you need to say goodbye to these people. We need to take uh, you to the room. Wait, I think, sir, I think he's serious. He's wait, got this, his gun drawn. This son of a, this for real? Can you oh, imagine my. this happening? <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, it, even at that level, like in front of like recruits, like right. that's humiliating. Like you're in front of like you're you're talking about the bureau and what's it about? You're talking about the responsibility. You're talking about the task, the job at hand. And to be fired in that fashion via television. And I think and I and I only think I'm not assuming here, but I would imagine no matter what side of the aisle you're on, I don't think anyone deserves to be fired what via guys, television. What do, right? guys, what do you guys think about uh <laughs> and I think this is there's a lot of crossover, things like that. A third person uh, Trump has fired that's investigating him. It's good. It makes sense. I mean, is it that simple? I respect the hustle. I don't. I think the guy pays attention to every season of House of Cards. I think how often do you get to apply 
a show that's extremely successful on Netflix through your life. And to be able to do that, that's pretty impressive. I, I mean, as far as from the politics standpoint, I, he does have a bit of cover. I mean, the Dems and Republicans, I think if they agree on one thing, is that they can't stand James Comey. But, man, to be fired via television while speaking to a new class of recruits, and then you're all the way in Los Angeles, and I would imagine the former FBI director lives somewhere in the Virginia, D.C. area, so he has now to fly all the way across the country. Which, by the way, does that work? Like when you fire a football coach, are they allowed to get back on that plane? Are they have to pay for their own ticket? Not if you're Lane Kiffin. That's what I'm saying. So I'm wondering. Who is it? Uh, Kiffin got him. No, right? who am I thinking of? Yeah, he just Kiffin they, did get fired I, like, th- on the Sarkeesian. Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I think. As, yeah, that is. I'm curious because that would be really messed up if he's like, "Hey, man, you better go on one of those Spirit Airlines. You ain't flying back on this charter." One of my new favorite things is uh, Mike Huckabee's tweets. Oh, they're, and they're he, pretty fire. And by the way, I, he's one of the up-and-coming comedians in the country. Yeah, so he said, CNN now stands for Cardiac Care Network because their people are having heart attacks over Trump doing what Dems once demanded, fire Comey. This car, wait, Ca- cardiac yeah, so Care? Do the, do the math. Cardiac Care so Network? CNN, <laughs> Cardiac Care Network, which is CCN, which is not, not the same initials. What an absolute. But pretty right. funny, though. Hey, it's, a text coming in, just and not to change things up, but it says, leave the Bane impression to Doug Loves Movies. No. This is really good, I bet. I like Doug Benson. we got to get him on the show. No, but uh, how does, yes, Trump, uh, you know, whatever, he did his thing, right? He exercised some executive power. Sure. As the PR uh, maven he claims to be, how does he not pop up unannounced and drop the, you fired or just not only that, or even to a man, I get why folks were upset at James Comey, but just to simply go, he ambushed he, he, him. He's the look. Whatever you may feel about him, he was indeed the director of the F freaking BI. You can pick up the phone and say, Step "How did he not know it was coming?" Office. How did he not know it was coming? His pre-research. I'm sure he may should have, have said it was coming. I'm sure he may have known that he was going to inevitably be fired sometime this year, probably soon. But my only question is, why not just pick up the phone? You're the president so of the United he's... States, and say, "Hey, James, I need you to go into an office or jump into the Escalade. We need to talk. Head to the airport, fly his ass back to D.C., say it to his face, or at least say it on the phone." To send one of your goombas over down to the FBI headquarters with a piece of paper saying that the FBI—it's he's the FBI director. At least have respect for the position if you may not have it for the man. What's James Comey do now? I like to think maybe he does like a lounge act. He <laughs> tours the uh, country, has some quips about uh, about fire-related jokes. You know what he's going to do? He's going to do what everyone does, and we're going to be behind the eight ball once more. He's going to fire up a fire-ass podcast. Okay. Larry Wilmore joining. Call me, call me, call me, chameleon. Something okay. like that. I don't yeah, know. That's great. That, I, like I feel like that would be a solid podcast. Maybe, he does have Twitter. Oh, he does. Maybe I can jump on him like maybe a Canadian comedian and start a podcast hey, with Chris, him. Hey, uh, Chris, James Comey, six foot eight. Shut up. No way. I was shocked. James Comey is six eight. Yeah. No way. That was the most shocking thing. You know I read what? That's probably yesterday. why he kept his job as long as he did. People Could are be. afraid to tell him. Hell yeah, he's six eight. And he's got a gun. Maybe he should join that new Ice Cube three-on-three basketball thing they got going on. Maybe he should do that. What am I saying? He should just hustle people at at senior centers for the rest of his life. James Comey is 6'8"? Oh, that's... Oh, man. I'm like Chris now. I have oddly more respect for James (laughs) Comey. All of a sudden, I think this is even a... That's the worst thing. It's kind of terrifying to think that the director of the FBI is 6'8". James Comey, no, six, hey, eight. Now you see why Trump didn't fly and uh, tell him in person. No, I get it now. I, that makes sense. I said it to James Comey. Face. Oh, I didn't know that detail. Oh, okay, my bad. I understand Trump. Yeah, make sure his ass was all the way across the country. Keep his tall ass away from me. Six eight. James Comey. Why? Why don't you have? Why aren't you on the block? He probably was. Oh man, he should be averaging ten and thirteen I right now. I think his kid actually played college basketball. Really? Because that's how they found his Twitter account. Oh, really? <laughs> James Comey was 6'8". Oh, that's awesome. That'd be tight. Like, oh, I mean, you think Obama and him, like, he would throw a oop to Comey? I'm like, go get it. I'm throwing it off the backboard. Off the backboard, shoot it. No, Obama would shoot up a whack-ass shot. And, and then, then Comey and, would and go be up like, and throw and it down. Comey, well, Comey would miss it. And then Obama would be like, what the heck? That was your oop. He's like, I know you were shooting. 
I think that's how it went. Because, again, if you're not familiar with our stance, we think it may have been a bit of a farcity that uh, Obama can shoot hoops. We're still trying to figure that out. I All think, the photos are the finished shot, like the after. I There's want, never, like, anything I, made. I want him to speak to that in his memoirs, course. We have to have. Specifically address us. <laughs> James Kobe says, that is awesome. Oh, man. So let's so before we go any further, I just quickly want, if you could put a celebrity in the position of FBI director, who would it be? You get to pick a celebrity, dead or, no, alive. Let's go live. A what? present celebrity uh, you would put in the FBI. Also, off your Barack Obama accusations, let's make that the morning melee today. Barack Obama, basketball, good, bad? I like it. I like it. You know what? And I don't think that it was will have to even be political. Because I think everyone can understand the game of basketball. Is Barack Obama a baller? Is Barack Obama a baller? That's today's question on the morning melee. That's a little baller. That could just mean, is he cool? That's true. Uh, Is is he he a basketballer? Is President Obama actually decent at basketball? Let's go good. And you're decent at basketball, and that's only because you're large. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you because you could knock down a free throw. You, you shot 73% yeah, from the field, so that makes you yeah. decent. Is President Obama actually good at basketball? Yes. That's a good question. I'm freaked out that James Comey was 6'8". They Twitter. should lead with that. That's how every story should lead off. Uh, former FBI Director James Comey, 6'8", <laughs> was terminated today. Like, that's what you should do. Yeah. That's pretty, oh, man. I hope he does fire up a podcast. That would be fun. Yes, but... Would you listen out of fear? Oh, absolutely. But Comey, I, I don't know what necessarily... Uh, I, I think of Hoover sometimes when I, I think of the FBI directors as far as the information they can accumulate on a president or some of their adversaries. Uh, but everyone hated Comey, so I don't, I don't know how much play he's going to get in the private sector because Republicans oh, and Dems alike. I mean, he'll get paid. Don't get me wrong. There's a law firm in New York or Chicago that'll take James Comey right now and pay him 1.5 million a year. Well, like we're seeing, like there's no way that Jeb Bush has 1.3 billion dollars to be able to buy the Marlins. But like political figures have this like sense of trust that they just know what they're doing, so they get trust from people with a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. And especially, like, in the field of work that Comey's in, like, there are a lot of security firms that will be more than happy to say former FBI director James Comey is on your board or part of your staff. So he'll be fine. I mean, no, I don't think anyone's crying for a six-foot-eight white man in America. Okay. You have all the privilege you can ask for in the world, my oh, friend. All right, pal. But, no, I don't think anyone's going to get too upset or anyone's not going to hire Comey. I just think... Man, it's going to be a tough goings for a guy that somehow found a way to have both parties hate him. Yeah. I'm just, that's impressive. So, well, and then we saw that the grand jury subpoenaed all of Michael Flynn's associates last night. So, mm-hmm. interesting timing. The timing wasn't good, but and I, but I will acknowledge that I don't think the timing would have ever been good for Trump. And so, in this situation, so yes, the timing was extremely suspect. Uh, I acknowledge that, but I mean, considering. The investigation that's been ongoing about the Russian ties, I don't think Trump would have had good timing. Anyway. Here's a question that's not even political. Will the tumultuosity He's just going of, the, commer- of, He's the, current, <laughs> of the current uh, administration continue the entire time he's in office? No doubt about it. Like, there think- will not be an ebb and a flow to it. Uh, and again... It's just on until he's out. I, I, and I don't mean to be cavalier or morbid when I say this. I think barring some type of major terrorist attack in this country, I think essentially this type of heat that's presently on this administration will be there going forth. I think for a lot of Americans, they've lost the benefit of the doubt. So I, in my mind, I, I believe that it's going to be until – this Russian investigation comes to its final conclusion, and we have no clue as to when that'll happen. I think it's the heat will remain on. Hold on to your butts. That's Thank right. You. Thank you, true. Travis. That's very true. PB's pancreas, Steven Seagal or Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's a good one. Steven Seagal as FBI director makes a ton of sense to me. Because he's already, isn't he like a, a sheriff? Like a, yeah, he's some, uh, some country. Let me, I'll look that up. I'm going with. Dog the Bounty Hunter from Bar Harbor. <laughs> Christ. 
Did he? What, did, what happened to him? Right? City Lemming says, uh, just got a text. Someone may be talking about me. What's my next move? <laughs> and 573 says, there's a video of Obama throwing up brick after brick. Well, then go vote on Twitter at Live There is Lewis. one. There was, I think it was like at an Easter ceremony where John Stewart, uh, they, they, they kept the cameras rolling on President Obama, and he was like one of 17 and did not leave. But to his credit, he stuck to the gym motto. You cannot leave until you knock down your shot. And so it wasn't until he knocked it down is when he decided to leave. I give Obama credit for at least making sure to knock down the shot before he left the court. Steven Seagal was banned from Ukraine yesterday. All the more reason why he should probably be FBI yesterday? director. That's five, 573 just texted that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, no, yesterday he was banned from Ukraine because of his relationship <laughs> with Putin. Okay, never mind. He should not be FBI director. I think they do karate together in the garage. (laughs) I would go, actually, my FBI director would be Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Is Chris or Brother Bear firing shots at me this morning, asking for a friend? Maddie Bear. (laughs) Gainsy, who do you you have as your celebrity FBI director? Uh, Chief Dotson is free of St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. The leap makes sense. That would he did be, such a great job that here. Would, would that not be the ultimate Lane Kiffin move? To I don't want to be St. Louis chief anymore, <laughs> but I like to run the FBI. <laughs> Who do you got, Chris? Uh, an update from the Rhino's Nest. Jefferson Parish in Louisiana employs uh, Mr. Seagal. Do they now? As a, as a deputy. It's Jefferson Parish. I think we're okay with that. <laughs> I think yeah, that was in True Blood. Isn't that a made-up county in True Blood? No, I think that's uh, – isn't that the county that was in – the first season of True Detective. I think that's where all the crimes. And oh the yeah, cult it is. I think. I think it was Jefferson Parish. So it makes sense that Steven Seagal would be a designated police officer in that county. Black Star. He he has American, Russian, and Serbian citizenship. He's six four, Chris. So you like him? Oh, there you go, Chris. Chris is like really upset now that James Comey is gone. He was six eight, and no one told me. We had it figured out. <laughs> Uh, FBI director, you got to go Alec Baldwin. He's going to play the part. Oh, yeah. Reprises, essentially reprises his role from The Departed. Yeah. Who am I? (laughs) Who am I? I'm the guy who did my job. (laughs) That's what I think we're working on. All right, boys and girls. We have reached the bottom of the hour. We got a lot going on. We got fair or foul submissions. Get them in. St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Question today for a $10 gift certificate. To Southtown Pub, is it okay to skip ahead in a Netflix series or some other type of series, even if you have a DVD or VHS collection? <sighs> is it okay to skip ahead without your significant other? Fair or foul, St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Send in your thoughts, and we'll give you a $10 gift certificate to Southtown Pub if you're the winner. And today's poll, of course, is Barack Obama, President Hussein Obama, a good basketball player? So go ahead online, go to Facebook and to our Twitter account to vote. Now it's time for what you doing? 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 Thank you. What you doing? What about the other one? Let's hear the other one. Going through like we have four files for what you're doing. That's not necessary. All right, what you doing, Chris? What you doing, Gaines? What you doing, America? What you doing, St. Louis? If your dream job opened up today. Where you are presently in your life, would you leave your situation to pursue it? If your dream job opened up today, so think of your dream job, Chris, of finally being the Gerber baby. (laughs) Currently in your life, would you leave to pursue that situation? One more time. And what are we we asking this for? We're asking what you're going to do in this situation. If your dream job opened up, where you presently are in your life, would you leave your situation to pursue it? I would leave you guys... Mid show, mid show. I already left. So, what would be the dream job that you're leaving us for? Oh man, what are you dropping us for? What is it finally to be an astronaut? I've always dreamt of being an astronaut. They got big and tall suits now. I can be an astronaut. Chris, you never took science past the tenth grade. Chris, you got a twelve on the science section of your ACT. Said, Why do you want to be an astronaut? You didn't take science past fifth grade. <laughs> you just gave up on that the science funny? portion. I, I, How did you graduate I, from Farmington? I checked a thing where I opted out. 
No, I was part of the uh, the four H dog club, so they thought that was enough. Uh, that was enough anatomy work, I guess. <laughs> oh man, that's. I took like the hardest science class in uh, right oh, city limits. Shut up, you had... college. No, Chris likes to golf because he also gets into fake fights. Right City Lemming has a thing for uh, talking about that, so I like to acknowledge it because it's funny. It was called Understanding Einstein's Theory to the Universe, but my fraternity had all okay. the tests. First of all, this isn't a this isn't American Pie slew high get his edition. Ass, get his ass no, I just Listen, think if you're going to make up, all these nerds were in this up, class, think, it was great. Oh wow! Why do you go. hate people with intellectual value and glasses? Oh, because they're annoying and they went to class. Look at him, typical frat bro. Uh huh. Hey, bro, why don't you drink this natty light instead of reading a book to further yourself? Being uh, being like the tough, dumb guy at SLU at a private Jesuit university, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I, lo- I love your guys' like what you guys think like, oh, a look, private I university I got two is. unbuttons on my collar shirt. That's right. Now, yeah, I'm a badass, yeah, that's bro. Right. My sideburns are past my earlobes. Uh, look at this temporary tattoo I got in the palm of my hand. I don't know if Better you guys recognize. Heard, I drink a soda with high fructose corn syrup Ooh. in it. That's right. That's right. Ooh. Don't you worry about it. I crossed into a public golf course. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I took my mom's wallet and I went to Nordstrom's rack. I didn't even go to Nordstrom's, bro. I'm two street. That's true. Is that how it works, James? I'm leaving you guys right now for not even for a dream job. Well, just, just another job. Just, uh, there's there's a, an opening at uh, in an entry level spot. I would drop my high status as an AM radio texter to be the coach of the U.S. Men's National Soccer Team. <laughs> Barnhart Brawler. I think. Uh, man, Gaines, what's your dream job? What, what is what? What's everybody's dream job that you that what, you just take off for? That you would drop essentially the question asked. Are you dropping everything right now in your life to pursue your dream job? Would you do it? I would. I honestly would love to work in an analytics department of a sports team. Really? Yeah. I find it fascinating. Interesting. So you want to be the Jonah Hill character you have to in stop, Moneyball. You have to stop gambling if you do that. Ah, oh, you guys look just alike. You could be Only great. on the sport I'm working at. Oh, nice. What sport would you choose? Baseball because I don't gamble on that. <laughs> His dream involves gambling. His dream. Actually, I think I could be profitable if I had the right bankroll. Look at this. Here we go. He's disgusting. Chris. That actually about, might be my dream job. Would you would be giving frequent daily back massages to Adam Carolla when you have oh, yeah, to do so? Uh, man, what would be one. yours? Oh, wow. <clears throat> I'd move to... Um, where would you guys? Go? I don't care Where about your you dream. That, that doesn't matter to me. What your dream job would be? Okay, don't sit up yeah. here and go. I look forward to the day where the black man isn't overshadowing my talents. <laughs> Find something else. It's like you're inside my head, <laughs> man. You just got to do a bigger version of what we're doing now. It's great being your own boss, isn't it? It does feel good, but at the yeah. same time, like I hate the lunch breaks I set for myself. So that's annoying. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kankles, I'd drop everything to do my dream job of turning out traps. Oh, uh, that's that's not a that's that's I. You didn't have to finish. A good it. text three one four eight eight zero zero eight zero eight. What's your dream job? What would you? Uh, <laughs> what you get up for? Do you remember the show Dream Job? I do. I auditioned for it. <laughs> of course you did. I have. Uh, heck yeah, auditioned for it. And then Mike Hall, Mike Hall from Missoula Mizzou, Mom, went on to actually win the very first dream. He's, he beat out Dave Holmes. <laughs> I see what you did well, there. Nice pull, TV huh? VJ boom yeah, there. Jesse, well done. Shout out to Jesse Camp. <laughs> He's like the head of the Big Ten Network now. He's like their lead. Yeah. Michael. I remember Anchor. whenever he left ESPN for the Big Ten Network. I bet he was ticked when Mizzou didn't go to the Big Ten. I, I'm He's sure like, he was. Oh, I could be Berman. He said it was, he said, uh, it was a lot of asshats at ESPN. He spoke openly about it after he left ESPN. That there are a, lot of, a lot of people did not care about the dream job aspect isn't that, that crazier looking back on that now my call was 22 probably 22 right? barely yeah he was literally fresh out of mizzou's j school he was finishing actually i think maybe he was finishing his last semester at mizzou's law school at mizzou's j school when he was uh that's insane becoming if you think about job. that now. and did a very good job on ESPN. he was look he deserved to win that like he won that and he did a great job for a few years on espn and and as you, as you just mentioned he's now running the uh, he's the big guy now at the big 10 network Commendable to him. That's pretty impressive, though. That's, that goes to show you I some could, people were just made to do it. Well, I could understand the ESPN, like people that work there being a little upset. To him? But to absolutely. Him, to him. But he yeah, had, think if you're a, 30, like a, a 34-year-old who just 
who did 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. for 10 years straight on the radio. But he went to one of the best J schools of the nation. It wasn't a lot like of the, people go to the best J. And school. then a lot of people also end up at ESPN. A lot of the J people, a lot of J school grads are presently Sir, at ESPN. Syracuse right now. and Northwestern would both poo-poo a Mizzou grad, well, just and, like a Mizzou grad would poo-poo. Do you like? Was he? What, not, do you, what do you think the percentage is of people who graduate going straight broadcast to ESPN. going like that, that's very to the, low to the to the amount that he had? Yeah, granted, I thought he did a fine job. I must say, he well. took advantage of the opportunity that was presented. In front of him, and I'm it wasn't like a, it. and I was a hack. Like, I wasn't even in the J school at that time. I was like a freshman or sophomore in college. So what up, y'all? It's TT I didn't here at the zoo in uh, Brady no, Commons. No, that's I wanted to I talk about no, no. But actually, can't you imagine? The, so this guy's just dumped into ESPN because sure. he won like a publicity stunt game show. Sure. That would Imagine, be frustrating. Well, then be mad at the ESPN exec, oh, not the guy that basically but it's took a ne- the lane that I mean, was it's offered human, to him. It's a human condition to just be like... To be a hater? Don't be a hater, Chris. Don't do that. Don't be that person. I can get it that he's the young pup that was a part of a reality TV show, but go be pissed off at your bosses, not the kid that took the lane that was given to him. I think anyone in that position would have done the exact same thing. At least the guy had the cred... At least he had the background and the resume. Yeah, he didn't have the cred, though. Well, he went to, the, again, the best freaking Look, journalism school in Hall, the country. Hall began his stint as an official sports center anchor alongside Linda Cohn. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a nice... Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's uh, nice. I, I didn't know that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Hey, we're going to put you right next and, to the lead anchor of ESPN Sports Center. And on top of that, your salary disclosed for the world to see. Because the prize yeah. was like, what, $100,000? The salary started at $70,000. Which is probably 30000 more than what they usually start people his age and experience at. Probably forty at that time. That's what, well, yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. That's uh... He got to work on Pardon the Interruption, too, <laughs> during the Happy Trails segment. Oh my gosh! I would have hated he this on, guy. He I was on PCI. It. Yeah, I would hate. Okay, this now guy. I'm slowly creeping. <laughs> he was on PCI at 22. Oh man, I don't know, man. So in fact, you are hating the player and not the game. Uh, yeah. no, he I was on PCI game. at 25. It looks like he was okay, that's around. Still very impressive. I that's that's. But again, that's ESPN set that up. It wasn't like he just walked on the set. Like, excuse me, reality. I'm jumping on for Tony Kornheiser today. Uh, the ex- the exact the ESPN pushed that. Oh no! Okay, so his he won the show. His salary started seventy thousand dollars. He then answered five trivia questions. Each yes. correct answer yes. worth five thousand dollars to bump his thought. to bump his first year salary to ninety five thousand dollars. Nice, <laughs> nice, Mike Hall. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. We need to get, we need to get Mike Hall on the show. <laughs> we, we actually do. To. Yeah, let's. I'll reach out. <laughs> So he's almost making six figures out the gate. Mm-hmm. Ah, I understand why they hated his ass. At a place that treats their employees <laughs> like Walmart employees in a lot of And then he bought three years, got to do lead anchor with Linda Cohn for a little bit, then went on PTI, and then just was like, all right, I'll go to Big Ten Network at 25 years old. And I'm sure so. You've done a few years on ESPN. You do SportsCenter and PTI. And then Big Ten Network, and he got in at the inception he was like network. The he was on the, the first guy. Like, so he was like the Chris Berman, if you will. So I would imagine his salary probably matched that. I would imagine they made it since he was going to be the face of the network. He was probably making then, he was making close to 100 k at ESPN. After a few years, 125, 150? Probably. I mean, so as of 2007, Hall is employed with the Big Ten Network. While at the network, Hall has hosted Friday Night Tailgate, Big Ten Football Report, Big Ten Live on Sirius XM Satellite Radio, oh, wow. Big Ten Basketball and Beyond, and Big Ten Basketball Pregame, Halftime, and Wrap-Up segments. I mean, there was a time where he was literally on the whole day sitting at a desk as they went through program. Michael, we're going to get him on. That was a fascinating. Talk about a guy who pursued his dream. KFB, I believe Dave Revson is the lead on Big Ten Network. Really? That's true. I don't know who that is. No clue. Maybe I think we just lost a uh, a reference. Pull hey, uh, th- I posted a picture of Michael Gaines, and uh, a listener slash sponsor has uncovered something that was on Gaines's phone. On that picture, if you go to We Are Live Radio on Facebook, you can actually see that in the picture. What Gaines is looking at on his cell phone. What are you looking at? Oh God. You guys see it? <laughs> I do see it. Wow. Where can you go? Where can you go? See thing by Jason where, I didn't know. Uh, where can you go to find this picture? I didn't know. We are live on Facebook. Sponsors are great at uh, Photoshop. 
Are they, looks legit to me. Are they framing gains? Why gains. If, if so, back to uh, the dream job show from a decade ago, a decade plus ago. I want to know who got second place. He actually beat out a guy that looked like he was like a comedian. I thought. Um, here we go. Do, uh, we've talked about this before, haven't we? With, Probably. Um, the people who receive jobs after reality shows. Maybe so. Yeah. That was I. That was really a cool opportunity. I think LeVar Arrington was a judge. Was Tony Kornheiser also a judge? Mm-hmm. It was like the Stuart's Tony, Tony Kornheiser, Kornheiser, Al Jaffe, LeVar Arrington, and Kit Hoover. Kit Hoover? was it? She was on... Uh, Road she, Rules. And she was, wasn't she the first one on uh, Cold Pizza? Yes. When it was before it became yeah. first thing. She was on uh, Cold Pizza. I'm, I remember watching that and going, isn't that the girl from Road Rules? Yes, I said the same thing. But that's when you, <laughs> you realize, oh, people leave reality shows and they have nothing else to do. So you have to give them jobs like Dream Job on ESPN. And it was like, what, two seasons of that? It was two seasons of Three ESPN. seasons. Three seasons? And did those, are those any of the people who won the last two, are they still with ESPN? David Holmes won season two of so, Dream Job? There was David. There was a Dave Holmes. So he won season two? Is he still? Is he? he I don't, I've never heard of that guy. I don't, know I don't think he's is. still with the brand. Who won season three, you know? Not sure. Zach Selwyn's who I was thinking of. The last member of the Final Four, Selwyn is also... Working in the entertainment industry still, he's now a legit Hollywood actor and singer-songwriter who goes by the mononym Zachariah. Remember that guy? Kind of crazy curly hair. Was that with hair. the crazy hair? Kind of reminded me of Nick Freed. I thought it was Benjamin Hockman. Maybe Benjamin Hockman was the one. Could have been Hockman. Who applied for Dream Job. The former Boston Celtic, D. Brown, won season three. Was it Celebrity oh, Dream like Job? That. Wait, D. Brown, the basketball player? Like, Yeah, it was, it was all athletes on season three. Oh, Oh, to become ESPN's next NBA analyst. Please tell me you have a list of the Dennis Scott. Okay, he's with the NBA Network now. D Brown, Matt Bullard, Daryl Dawkins, J.R. Reed. <laughs> I think Daryl Dawkins does do commentary. I believe for the Wizards. Who else were the other ones? J.R. Reed. J.R. Reed. Oh, J.R. Reed. Wow. Who averaged double figures in scoring during his first three years in the NBA? That's his little tag. <laughs> That's his tag. Jared Wilkins. I don't know who the hell. One Jared of the most Wilkins popular is. New York Knicks ever. Jared recording. Wilkins, Dominique's second, fourth cousin I guess. by marriage. They had a celebrity version. Now I don't know. So these things, and I know you're going to give me crap for this, but uh, I do a podcast with a guy who was on NBC's uh, Last Comic Standing. Says basically, you know who's going to win from the get go. It's all produced, right? I these double edged sword, definitely for these reality would, type shows yes. because you could easily get look that Kit. Uh, what's her name? Kit Hoover. Kit Hoover ultimately has a Kit Hoover currently on Access Hollywood, so an established entertainment face, correct? Right. And I'm still saying, oh, the girl from Road Rules. <laughs> I can't be the only one either. I'm almost so certain it, you're not the only one. You have to at least be okay with, yes, I did road rules. I, I think I think that's not, I don't, those type of opportunities, like you get the exposure, like you look at the American Idols, you look at something like Dream Job, Last to- Comic Standing. I feel like once you get on television and you can showcase your skills, I, I think that does more for you than anything else. Yeah, you may not win the competition. Yes, it may be scripted and staged. But I think once you're able to show what you're capable of doing in front of a national audience, that has to be the biggest boost to your to your pursuit of your career than anything else. Like as a singer, I always thought that if you made the final 15 of American Idol, like isn't that what you wanted to I know, get on TV to sing? I know and, a guy that like lives south of here that was on America's Got Talent and had a big presence on it, and I don't know what it's done. Him. But isn't that better than? Isn't that literally? Oh, it's better. Eighty than road gigs yeah. sure, combined, sure. and, and again, it may, yeah. and it may be again scripted, and you ultimately may not win. But I feel like if you're in the top fifteen of the Voice or top ten of the Voice, well, the, even getting on—I know getting on the Voice is like a big deal. Yeah, and just being because those are like the top. Uh, that you go through a really stringent process exactly. to get on the voice. Like a guy, I know a guy plays a bunch of bars at the Lake of the Ozarks. Right. Who literally just didn't get a chair to turn on the voice, but he gets like every, he's like as seen on the voice as his See, bag. And I feel like even with Ian, a guy like Ian Bag, uh, while he 
didn't win it, and it was it completely scripted. Ian Bag, I would imagine, not every time, is able to get more gigs now because of simply being on. He, he actually speaks about this on yeah. National Bag Radio, well, he saying ta- that it's... It, sorry, go ahead. Well, just, he, he talked about like how he's still surprised how many people bring it up. Right, where they will say that, and he's like, you know, so maybe it is something good. He doesn't yeah. necessarily see it or feel it on a daily basis, but he thinks the powers that be at least like putting it as a tagline. Yeah, and I think, again, if you think about the the process it really takes for a lot of comedians to finally get to where they need to be or where they want to go, the the club gigs in Tupelo, Mississippi, like it, I feel like just getting that FaceTime is the equivalent of doing 200 road shows through the south like i think that it's worth it even if it is scripted so even like dream job like even if you didn't win it but i feel like if you finish in the top five you're gonna get a broadcast job in a mid-market city you'll get a broadcast job in kansas city or, or a, a tulsa you'll yeah, get i think it depends where it. you are in your career probably true very true I, I look and i've auditioned for the voice several times sure sure that seems, uh, seems kind of weird. No, yeah, it's not weird. It's it's something that I it's a, a dream that I've always wanted to pursue. I've always that was that's my dream job. I've always wanted to be a, a legit rock star. Is that so? I would drop everything right now if someone was like, "I will auto tune an album for like, you." What and song? Send you on like the road. The rock, rock star song was that? A, was that a Nickelback song? I wanna be a rock star. That was a great song. That was actually pretty good. I kind of what? Wasn't it was the worst? Thing. Oh man, we'll have more thoughts on Nickelback uh, next hour. Oh, wow. It's been a good one. We've got the podcast up from the first hour. We'll have the second hour up shortly. You can find that online. We are live radios podcast feed, Podcast Republic, TuneIn, iTunes, all those great places. Check it out. St. Louis Live. Chris Denman, Travis Thrill. Michael Gaines. Heck, we even got Justin in the nest today. Peyton on the board. Hanging out here at 920 AM WGNU. We are live radio.com is where we stream. Quick break. Be right back.